Nathan Wilson's new Southern Garden Show is on the air. Your host, Nathan Wilson, with Lanier Nursery and Gardens in Flowery Branch, Georgia, is excited about providing information every gardener and non-gardener, homeowner, and apartment dweller can use. From vegetables to containers and compost to pruning shears, Nathan Wilson's new Southern Garden Show is here for you. Now here's Nathan. Well, good morning, gang, and welcome to New Southern Garden. Of course, I'm your gardening pal, Nathan Wilson, and I'm just putting it up on my phone here. Sort of the uh, expected weather for the next couple of months. <laughs> it's probably something we should talk about because I know that um, for the past couple of weeks, especially when it felt so nice in February, uh, folks that were coming to the nursery, of course, you can find me during the week at Lanier Nursery and Gardens in Flowery Branch, Georgia, and they have been asking for annuals. They've been asking for tomato plants, petunias, begonias, all of these warm weather things that we expect to have in the spring. And I've been telling folks, don't let this weather fool you. I mean, this year here in North Georgia... We've been having, somebody said the other day, they said, are we just going to skip spring? Are we just going to skip spring, go straight to summer? I mean, it has been quite warm. It has been pushing the 80-degree mark here still in winter. We should not expect anything less, of course, because we know how our weather goes here in northeast Georgia. For those new folks moving into town, what's that old saying? If you don't like the weather here, just wait. Tomorrow, you might like it. So, what we're seeing here, of course, ta -ta -ta, I'm seeing some more maybe 30-degree nights, 29 next Saturday, a week from today, 29 degrees at night, but 52 during the day, so still chilly, cool, I should say, but after that, we've still got some 36 going into the middle of the week after next, next Saturday, 40-degree nights. The end of uh, towards the end of this month, and maybe the last day of the last day of the month, maybe 37 degrees at night. That's important. You know, we always worry about the weather during the day because we're awake, right? And it feels so good. But you've got to remember, there's a couple of factors at play. What are the what is what is the atmospheric temperature? What is the temperature of the air throughout the entire day, not just daylight? So nighttime, your tomato plants and petunias are not going to like those 30 degrees, the 40s even. The other kind of temperature we have to worry about is the ground temperature, the soil temperature. And what is the temperature of the soil? We want to make sure before we put our tomato plants in the ground that the soil is nice and warm again. Um, I probably do need by the end of the show to sort of uh, look at what the uh, soil temperature of of today is today's soil temperature in our area so we can sort of get an examination of what's going on but regardless but regardless we are looking at going into april april looks pretty decent folks i mean the beginning of the month maybe somewhere around the uh, 40s at night higher 40s mid to high 40s 
and uh, it may dip down again to it goes back up to 50. But then by the time we get to Easter weekend, remember Easter weekend is always an important time for the garden because usually we have cold weather on Easter weekend. But I mean, 70 degrees during the day, but back down to 45 degrees uh, the Saturday before Easter. So, you know, the air temperature at night can destroy these um, these these summer annuals so don't rush out as a matter of fact at Lanier Nursery and Gardens we make it we make a point to not offer anything for sale until it is a good time to plant now of course that sort of is detrimental to business because you could sell plants you could sell tomato plants this weekend being so warm this past week people would buy them but it's not fair it's just not fair because we we know that things are going to uh, things are going to be a bit chilly. Things are going to be a bit chilly. So let's see. There is a weather station over in Dahlonega, Lumpkin County. It's probably the closest to us here. Let's see the soil temperature. Soil temperature at uh, four inches is fifty two degrees point seven. And the 8-inch depth is 53.2 degrees. So that is still fairly warm. As long as we're in that 55 range, I mean, that's good for planting shrubs and perennials. Really, it it doesn't matter how cool the soil is, but the warmer the soil is, which is quite warm right now, I would would expect this time uh, in the winter we would be in the 40s maybe below ground. But really, we're still, well, we're in the low 50s. And so that kind of, of warmth can stimulate root growth and root development on trees and shrubs. So if you've got some trees and shrubs you definitely want to get in the ground before spring, go ahead and do that even this weekend. But wait, wait for your vegetable garden. I mean, yes, the cool crops, you know, the broccolis, the cabbages, you could probably get by. You may have to uh, protect them overnight just to uh, be sure that some extra heat is trapped uh, at their growing level. But regardless, it's no, it's not a good time. It's not a good time for tomatoes and beans and squash. Don't let this springy weather in winter fool us. We still have to wait for a few factors. We still have to wait for a few factors uh, before we can say it's safe to get out there and do these uh, summer annuals, whether it's vegetables or flowers. But with that being said, of course, it's a great time to go ahead and seed them indoors. And we talked a bit about that last week. We were answering your questions last week on our Q&A episode. And, you know, um, if you want to start Cosmos annual flowers, if you want to start spider plant, maybe some morning glory vines, uh, any of these annual flowers go ahead and get the plant started because you still got you know maybe a good uh, definitely definitely six weeks before I would say it's safe to plant them outdoors we do want to probably wait till after Easter weekend because that is after April 15th which generally is our average last frost and it happens to be my birthday but regardless <laughs> April 15th is that key date um you know, what was it um, my grandpa used to say about Good Friday? You know, don't plant before Good Friday. And it is in the middle of April, so we've still got six weeks to go. And uh, getting, those, getting those seeds planted indoors is just fine. You can, of course, check out last week's episode about some of the uh, DIY indoor growing I was talking about. And also, 
planting out in the landscape, do, uh, rather your vegetable gardens. Uh, we talked about that last week. Check out that episode online at NewSouthernGarden.com, and you can find every episode of this show there online. Even if you happen to sleep in on Saturday morning, we'll still be there for you. We'll still be there for you, sleepyhead. Just check us out at NewSouthernGarden.com, Facebook and Instagram. Give us your questions that you have popping up. I know more and more will be as we get closer and closer to spring. And we are getting closer, uh, technically. (laughs) But regardless, uh, be sure to uh, get involved with us on the social medias because we want to be your friend. We feel like you already are a friend. So anyhow, today's program, I wanted to sort of, um, well, let me back up and say this, that I have walked through many landscapes in the northeast Georgia area as far as like Saltina Coochie and Clarksville and as far south as Dunwoody. Yeah, close to Atlanta. And so I walk with folks around their landscape and do consultations and uh, some design work. And I always try to help folks prioritize, prioritize process or installation of a garden, uh, whatever they're trying to do. I try to prioritize because there's a lot of factors. There's a lot of factors at uh, play when it comes to building a new space right? Or planting out a new garden, doing your front beds, doing your back beds, or planting around a patio or a pool. Um, there's three main factors that uh, we tend to try to think about that may get in the way of some of the things we want to do. First of all is time. You know, we may or may not have the time to do it. When is the best time to plant? All of these concerns are uh, sometimes revolving around time. And then, of course, labor. Are you going to be in, in, uh, installing, digging the plants in yourself? Are you going to bring in a landscaper? Uh, the third element uh, that sort of dictates what we do and can't do in the garden and probably is one of the most important is budget, right? Cash dollars. How much can we spend? Can we spend it all up front and get it all done in one go? Or do we need to prioritize and phase out? our planting out and that goes for if you're going to do raised beds in the veg- in the vegetable garden uh, there's a lot of cost there there's a lot of materials need to be bought and with the way prices are nowadays folks lumber is not cheap if you're going to use uh, lumber to build raised beds well you may not be able to do them all in one go and uh, then of course plant material is going up plastic the plastic pots you have no idea maybe but uh, the plastic pots that you purchase plants in those pots themselves have at least doubled uh, since COVID, uh, maybe even more than doubled. So it may not seem like a lot uh, for one pot, you know, uh, well, that, that pot may cost a dollar, but now it costs $2. Yeah, but for the growers, what about $1,000 worth of pots? Now we're paying 2000 or more dollars worth for just 1,000 pots, whatever it may be. Those are just some hypothetical numbers, but you see what I'm saying. So prices are increasing. Uh, things are doubling in many cases. So budget is going to be, and it always is, no matter who I talk to uh, and what kind of landscape they're trying to achieve. Budget is always a concern for most folks. And so I have sort of come up with uh, five steps, five steps to prioritizing your garden, prioritizing your new garden, maybe in in, in more detail there, or to to be more specific. Because when we're trying to do a new thing, whether it's a small bed or it's an entire landscape, there are ways that we can prioritize. And if we need to phase out our planting, maybe phase one, phase two, phase three, uh, trying to develop that over the course of time, then that is 
it's a good thing to think about. What are the most important factors? And as I've walked around landscapes and talked to folks, I've found these, these five things coming up. You know, when do I plant this? What should I plant first if I can't do it all at once for whatever reason? And uh, to, to, make it simple for, to make it simple for the gardener, uh, but also sort of maybe simple for a landscaper if you have a landscaper involved in your project. And then, of course, also to make it uh, make sense to the people who are going to be visiting you. Okay, there are some things that uh, we want to consider and steps we can sort of make uh, to do the things that may be most important first. And then the things that may be not 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 important, but more least important, okay? And I'll, I'll justify all these steps for you so that it all makes sense. Uh, but like I said, so we're going to do these five steps to prioritize in your garden. Uh, if you do, in the next few weeks, have a question for us here at New Southern Garden. We'll be glad to answer it. You just got to send it to us. And you can do so at NewSouthernGarden.com. You can send us a, a contact, go to the Contact Us page, and you can send us an email there, or you can upload a picture or video of your problem site or your good site. Show us some good things that are going on your land, going on in your landscape this late winter. You can do that at Facebook and Instagram. Well, Let's go ahead and jump right into these five steps to prioritizing your garden plan. Uh, the very first thing that I recommend folks to do is to, if you can't, before you even start digging in the soil, if you've got an expansive space, you want to define areas, okay? And let's back up a bit and say, if you have a garden design, maybe you've worked with a designer or your local plant nursery uh, or maybe a landscaper. Well, if you've got a plan, maybe you drew it yourself. This is where we want to start circling things on that plan to start prioritizing. Okay, now you, you don't have to have a formal plan on paper. No, no, no. You can build a garden from your mind, from your head. A lot of folks tell me, I just can't envision things. I've got to see it on paper. And so it can come in handy. The other time a landscape plan can come in handy is when you have a landscaper involved, maybe another third party who's going to be helping you do these things, building these sites. So this, let me just clarify that this discussion today, it's not going to be about designing. We've talked about designing and design principles, design elements in the past. You can check out all those shows on the website, NewSouthernGarden.com. But Today is really more about prioritizing what is planned already, okay? So not a program about designing your space today, but prioritizing what you want to do. So, well, I guess I have uh, talked a little too much this segment. So when we get back from this quick break, we're going to talk about those five steps. The very first thing is to, to, to define areas. And I'm going to talk more specifically when we get back. So hang on tight. Hey gang, do you sometimes feel like you are riding a lonely trail while gardening, all alone with no one to join in the fun? Well, join the new Southern Garden community today and find peace of mind by sharing your experiences, whether they be poor ones or successful ones. New Southern Garden is on Facebook and Instagram, so I'd love for you to friend, follow, like, share whatever it is we're doing these days. Also, you can check out our website at NewSouthernGarden.com. 
where you can not only find every episode of the show ever, but you can also send us a question via our Contact Us page. It's never fun gardening alone, so get social with the new Southern Garden family and let's grow well. Alright gang, well if you're like me, most likely you have some you have one, at least one, of the three big impediments to getting your garden started. Time, labor, and budget. Maybe you don't have enough time to get everything done in this season that you'd like. Maybe you don't have enough labor, it's just you. Maybe whoever's uh, helping you. Maybe you have a landscaper, but that feeds into the budget. How much can you spend? How much can you afford to get done what you want to get done in your garden and your landscape? Those are the three big impediments. But today I am going to help you prioritize. Prioritize in five simple steps, probably the things you want to do first and the things you can wait for. So this includes a lot of different things such as uh, building paths and planting certain types of things, making beds. But what order is best to do these in? That is the question. So before we went to the break, before we went to the break, I was talking about defining spaces, defining spaces, particularly if your landscape plan, if the concept you have uh, for your landscape involves some kind of path. Okay, paths can be made of many different things. I know we've talked about this before, but I've always encouraged folks when I'm out in people's landscapes, helping them prioritize what to do first, to define beds from paths. And the reason is because if we go ahead and start planting a bunch of things, the people who come and visit us, maybe even ourselves, we, we may not really know where to step. And we surely don't want people who don't know what plants are good and what plants may be weeds, right? We don't want them stepping and trotting all over our new plants. There's a lot of money we've invested in those plants, whether you've grown them yourself or whether you're purchasing them from your local plant nursery. And so defining your beds from your paths is very important. So the first step is to make your paths. Now, the paths could be turf grass. You see, a lot of times... We don't think about accessing, access, just access around the house, around the garden, around whatever space you have. You know, there'll be important pathways for you to roll a wheelbarrow through when you're working and cultivating your landscape. There'll be important paths for enjoyment, right? There's definitely paths for you to, to cross and walk over to just stroll around and enjoy the flowers, enjoy the foliage, enjoy the beautiful colors in your garden. And pathways are very helpful for those who don't know your garden as well as you do. If you have folks over for a dinner and you're going to show them your garden and they, you know, run loose and wild, you want to make sure they stay where feet should go. You know, if we have a lot of compaction on our soils, foot traffic can increase that compaction. So after we've tilled our bed, loosened our soil, added organic matter, made this beautiful bed, we surely don't want um, unbeknownst, unbeknownst, unbeknownst people walking around compacting our soil, just demolishing all the work that we've done. So make your paths. Now, paths could be a simple stepping stone. It could be a mulch. It could be turf grass, like I mentioned. Turf grass around the house, a strip of turf grass in between beds, can signal folks, this is where you walk. 
This is where you walk. This is where your feet stay. You don't step in the mulch. You step on the pathway. So, you know, defining paths can also include maybe making, if you don't want to use a hardscape like stone or concrete uh, blocks, you surely can use organic products like mulches, but maybe you use a different color mulch for the path and a different colored mulch for the bed. Now, obviously, you don't want to make it uh, too flamboyant, I guess, and less eclectic is your style, uh, but something may be dark in the beds and light in the path, you know, a natural-looking wood mulch in the path, or maybe pine straw in the beds and mulch in the paths. There's a lot of ways that you can define paths, but I- I'll tell you another reason I like to prioritize paths is because it will help you see what you have to plant. So you can either envision a path, but if you go ahead and put it in place, then wherever there's not a path or somewhere to walk, then that will be planting space, right? That will be areas where you can fill and put plant material in. So as long as you know the direction you want to take this path, you don't really have to have it drawn out on a piece of paper. You can use that path as a design element in sight or in place, to then start building beds with beautiful shrubs and perennials and trees and whatnot. So after you've done this making of your pathway, we're still working on defining spaces. So the second point would be to define the beds, right? To define the beds. So going ahead and building your beds, all of this just takes labor. There's not a lot of budget concern when you're building your beds. Um, When you mulch your beds, you may have to purchase some kind of mulching product, but there are plenty of ways. If uh, a tree company is working in your neighborhood, you may knock on their uh, truck or van door and say, "Can can you dump your shavings in my driveway? Because they have to pay to take that stuff off. Sometimes you can call your power company, who, of course, keeps the power lines clear of uh, overgrowth from trees. They shred all that wood, and they have to pay to take it off. So usually they're very happy if they're in your area working to just dump it at your site. It doesn't cost them anything, and it doesn't cost you anything. It's a symbiotic relationship. It's a win-win. So you can get... uh, cheap mulch that way. But defining the beds, you may go ahead and wherever there's not a path on the edge of your bed, uh, actually edge them. Take a shovel or or a, a spade and stick it at an angle on the edge of your line, your bed line, at about a 45 degree angle. Not a Don't go straight down in the soil with your shovel, but just at a slight angle into the bed and flip that soil over into the bed. And that will help keep sort of a nice edge, a little trough, if you will, on the on the edge of your path. It's very important to do this if you've got a, a turf grass right beside a planting bed. Sometimes just shaving off and pushing that soil up into the bed will help keep uh, turf grass a bit more at bay. And then, of course, uh, when you're defining this bed, you may go ahead and till the bed. You may soften the soil if you can. And, of course, mulch. Mulching a bed even before you're planting, is a good idea. You, you could actually mulch a bed for planting at least three years before you plant the bed to help suppress weeds. Mulch is a wonderful weed suppressor. As a matter of fact, at Lanier Nursery and Gardens, where you can find me throughout the week in Flowery Branch, Georgia, there are plenty of areas we want to put plants in. We don't always have the time. That's one of the impediments for us because we're working plants on the nursery yard and in the greenhouses. 
We don't always have the time to plant these things when we'd like to, but we do know that if we uh, keep a consistent amount of mulch on top of these future planting beds for about three years, if we do that for about three years, we'll have a nice base. We're creating a nice blanket on the soil, which helps to suppress weeds. Weed suppression is one of the main factors of using mulch. You'll notice in those areas where there's shallow mulch around plants, there's probably a lot of weeds. The idea is that this mulch creates a thick blanket, which then, of course, shades the soil. Light is not allowed to penetrate to the soil where the weed seed are just waiting to germinate. So, go ahead. Step two is to define these beds. Make a nice edge around your bed. Flip that soil in from the edge. Cut it in at an angle. Go ahead and cover that bed with mulch. And you can do this for mulching for at least three years to help with weed suppression. And even before you start planting, even before you start planting, you have a good bed that is fairly weed-free. You'll have to do some pulling over the course of time, but that is preparing the bed for planting. You know, one of the worst things to do, and look, folks, I am the worst person to have done this. I have let many plants that I've purchased in the garden centers at uh, the nurseries, brought them home because I felt like this is a cool plant. I just have to have it, but I didn't have anywhere to plant it. I didn't have anywhere to plant it. And pretty much it just slowly declined in that container. I mean, they can't live in containers forever. And I've lost many plants that way. I've killed many plants that way because I didn't have a home for them. As a matter of fact, one of the old sayings is don't buy a plant unless you already have a hole dug, you know. So you can already have a bed prepared for plants that may catch your eye while you're in the nursery, while you're in the local garden center. You're there, you know, those impulse buys, we all succumb to them. And instead of letting those plants just go to waste and that money go to waste, you already have a bed prepared. So again, step one in prioritizing your landscape is to make clear, defined paths. And then, of course, step two is to define your beds, prepare your beds, keep a nice, thick layer of mulch to help feed the soil, but also suppress weeds when you do get to planting. Well, the next step involves planting. So when we get back from this break, more about prioritizing your gardening. Stories out. Nathan Wilson's new Southern Garden Show is on the air. Your host, Nathan Wilson, with Lanier Nursery and Gardens in Flowery Branch, Georgia, is excited about providing information every gardener and non-gardener, homeowner, and apartment dweller can use. From vegetables to containers and compost to pruning shears, Nathan Wilson's new Southern Garden Show is here for you. Now, here's Nathan. You know, folks, I am sort of learning the older I get. Is <laughs> that one of the most important things for us to do in our life is to prioritize. That word prioritize can be used in anything we do. You know, from prioritizing our day at work to prioritizing things in our life, I mean, there are things that are super important that we really need to do in our short few years that we live here on this earth. And we need to spend time with our family, spend time with your kids, spend time with grandkids, spend time with mothers, spend time with fathers, sisters, brothers, aunts, uncles, cousins, all the above. Those are very important. Things we do, you know, uh, with our family. But, of course, there's things we have to prioritize at work. 
what's due, what's due sooner than later, right? And prioritizing things in your landscape, in your garden, it can really help you with saving time, using your time wisely, uh, using your labor wisely, whether it's your personal labor or your contracting a landscaper to help you. And of course, prioritizing your budget. Money is a big factor, right? I guess they used to say money runs the world, but uh, there's only so much we can spend and we want to use that money wisely. We don't want to have errors and mistakes that we have to pay for later, right? So today we're talking about prioritizing your garden in five simple steps. And these are very general. They may not be the order you need to take them in for your landscape, but the more, and like I said at the beginning of the show, I have walked through many landscapes in just a few years, really, uh, and talked to many folks in, in different situations, and I've found these common threads that run through. And so today I thought I would share, if you're starting a new project, you've already got your design, you've already know what you're going to do, now how do you achieve it? How do you achieve that gardening goal you have? How do you make sure you get all of the pieces and parts done at a good time, the right time, and... You know, if you can't do it all at one time, how can I phase it out? How can I split it up? And so today already, we've talked about the, the first two things I recommend folks to do. And that is, number one, make your paths. If you have a garden that calls for paths, turf grass can be a path, right? You can walk on turf grass. It itself, your lawn and strips of lawn can be pathways, so that is important to, to signal where feet go and where plants go. So then, of course, after pathways are done and built or installed, you can move into defining your beds. Defining your beds, cutting them in, covering them with mulch, you can do so for at least three years like we talked about because a three-year plan for mulching up front can actually suppress quite a few weeds. If you've got a site that's just been overrun with weeds, just keep mulching first of the year. And then as things do pop through, we've got to make sure they don't go to seed to increase the number of seeds in the soil. We call that the weed seed bank. We don't want the weed seed bank to be depositing, depositing, depositing. We want to make withdrawals from the weed seed bank, right? Making sure we're taking out as many seeds and killing off as many weeds as possible. So defining beds and mulching them is definitely step two. Now, I did promise you that step three involves planting. The question is, if I can't do all the planting at one time, and I want to prioritize the planting, what should I plant first? And I always, always, always encourage people, if your plan or your design or your dream of whatever you're going to be growing involves any kind of tree, any kind of tree, plant trees first. As a matter of fact, if or or screens, right? So if you're using arborvitaes as a screen, and we've talked about using certain plants as screens on previous shows, you can check those out online at New Southern Garden. But trees are the biggest creatures in our garden, if you will. They're whether they're a small tree, ornamental, still 15 to 25, 30 feet tall. Um, trees that get very tall, oaks and maples. Uh, trees that are going to be used as a screen like arborvitaes and cypresses and, and maybe cryptomerias uh, or large shrubs that are going to be used as a screen. Anything that needs to uh, grow large needs to be planted first. Uh, 
Because even though many young trees can grow quickly in their juvenile stages, that's just a general statement, but yes, it's, it's true. Uh, trees can grow very quickly, two, three, four feet a year while they're young. But as they get older, that growth slows down. Just like, just like for us humans, right? We want to retire. We want to slow down. We're not going to do as much. So that's where you want to plant your trees first. You, you, you know, don't rush out to plant all your perennials and stuff. We're going to talk about that later. All the fun stuff. Plant your structural things first. And trees are usually part of that structural planting. And the reason I urge people, again, to plant trees first is because they are going to take a long time much longer time than shrubs and other plants to get to the heights we expect them to be at. You know, when we moved out to our property, uh, let's see, last year, no, I don't know, 2020, yeah, 2020. So we'll be in this place for that place for two years. Okay, so 2020, I should have planted a lot more things that winter. I should have planted a lot more trees. I should have planted a lot more shrubs for screening, you know, on the edges of the property where we can see the neighbors. Because if I don't get to that till this year, I've already lost two years worth of growth. You see what I'm saying? So if you wait any amount of time to get those important screens up or important trees up, you're going to be losing years worth of growth, right? And so planting these screens and trees as soon as you move in is a good idea. Now, I will say it's probably a good thing I didn't plant them year one at our property because... I sort of took that year, that first year, just to see what was there, to think about what I wanted to do, what kind of screens I wanted to plant, what kinds of trees I wanted to plant, and I did plant a few things here and there. But it really wasn't until this winter that I started planting some screens. I planted some uh, magnolias, southern magnolias. I mentioned that to you a couple of weeks ago. Southern magnolias are great screen, and we're going to have them right across from our pond that we can, you know, see the neighbor's property. There's nothing wrong with the neighbor. We just want to have some privacy, right, and enjoy our space to ourselves. Nobody watching, peering over the fence, right? <laughs> we also put in some arborvitaes on another uh, side of the property so that, again, there's some neighbors doing some construction, but uh, we've got our playground there, our little pool there, you know, it's going to be our recreation area. So those trees are maybe five or six foot tall now, but they're going to take some time to get as thick and full and tall as we hope for them to so that we can actually enjoy that privacy. So be sure that if you have any screens or large ornamental trees, shade trees you want to get in, plant them quickly. Plant them sooner than later because they take longer to grow. Now that being said, the next stage of planting could be the shrubs. And if there's not that many trees on your property or in your plan, then you could probably do trees and shrub planting at the same time. But step four of our prioritizing your garden uh, planting would be to plant shrubs. So shrubs, they are generally smaller plants than trees, okay? There are plenty of shrubs that could be considered small trees and get as tall as trees. Uh, those plants, again, we're probably using for screening, maybe some kind of feature, a specimen plant. But regardless, planting shrubs would be the next thing to plant, because even though they grow a bit faster than trees, because they're going to achieve their maximum height sooner than a tree, um, they do take some time to get rooted in, and about by year three after planting, a shrub should be going crazy with foliage and stem growth. So it will take the shrub some time. Now again, 
the shrubs are going to be uh, maybe smaller near the house, so they don't need as much time to fill in. The shrubs that are further away from the house should probably be larger shrubs. And with that in mind, uh, they may be planted first. But of course, when we talk about prioritization, don't really have this worked into my plan here, but you may want to prioritize certain areas to be planted first, right? Uh, the front of the house, the curb appeal, if people can see you from the road, may be very important. Maybe the back patio area where you want to enjoy a, a, an afternoon in your garden after work, that may be high priority for you. So again, um, this is not really prioritizing areas in your landscape. You may have to do that yourself or consult with some folks on what areas should be done first. You know if you want the front of your house to be done. That's one thing that's very important. Uh, but then these steps to prioritization happen within those certain prioritized areas okay so usually in front of the house there's not a lot of trees so go ahead and plant your shrubs right uh, shrubs again probably going to be smaller shrubs used near the house larger shrubs further away you know things like the dwarf laura pedlums are used around the front things like dwarf gardenias uh, that don't get 12 feet tall gardenias that get uh, maybe three four or less feet tall are going to be used near the front and they can rapidly get to their mature size fairly quickly much faster than a tree so if you've got a tree plant it first then go to these shrubs now the last little bit of prioritizing your landscape the five steps would be to plant perennials you know, perennials are those fun plants. They do return year after year. They come back year after year um, for many years, not forever, but for many years. And these perennials are generally the very showy flowering plants. They're going to have lots of choices as far as flower color and types and shapes and varieties and leaf patterns and whatnot. But perennials, folks, listen, perennials will grow in your garden in one season almost to their full potential depends on the type of plant you're growing. Some perennials stay in little clumps and they don't get very wide. Some perennials spread and run and fill in areas like the ground covers and whatnot. And so these perennials are very, uh, very important. But I put them last because they grow very quickly. So even though we might be tempted to buy a bunch of perennials for uh, certain areas, if we plant those first, they're going to fill in fast. But the tree, it needs to go before the perennials because you want that tree to fill in, to grow up tall, to give you shade, to do its thing, whatever it's intended to do. You want it to get up there fast. So again, when it comes to planting, we can prioritize that planting. And I've got it sort of broken down here again as plant your trees first because they take the longest to get to their full potential. Then plant your shrubs because they take a, a little longer than some of the quick and easy plants. But then lastly, your perennials and your annuals are going to be um, those things that in one season or maybe two to three, they're filled out and they're doing exactly what you expected them to do. So sort of in summary, these five steps to prioritize in your garden is to make your paths first. Make sure you have clear, defined borders, edges, whatever. You want to make sure when people walk into your space, they know where to step, whether there's plants in beds or not. Then after you've made your, your pathways, we can move into defining your bed, defining your planting spaces.
Then within your planting spaces, of course, you're mulching year after year. As long as you're not planting, you're mulching, you know, uh, for at least three years, you can mulch and keep weeds suppressed. But then when we do actually start digging holes and start planting plants in your landscape or your prioritized area of landscaping, we want to plant our trees first. Plant our trees first, then plant your shrubs, and then lastly, plant your perennials. Planting your perennials would be last. Now, it doesn't mean you have to do it in this order, folks, but if you don't know where to start and you want to make sure you're maximizing the growth out of your plants, this is a good uh, sort of guideline maybe to follow. Of course, it's just my recommendation. When I was in uh, plant school at UGA, I remember a professor said, you choose your expert, you choose your information. So this is the information that I have to give you. Now, we are coming up on a break, but I'm going to talk more about prioritization, uh, maybe how do you prioritize certain tasks and other things in the landscape? So again, today's all about prioritizing your gardening uh, and getting things done this year in 2022. So hang on tight. We'll be right back with more. Hey gang, it's Nathan. Thanks so much for listening to the New Southern Garden Podcast. Of course, I love providing you with horticultural information to get you growing and growing well. But sometimes you need more than just information. You need plants. So I'd love for you to join me at Lanier Nursery and Gardens in Flowery Branch, Georgia, where you can find me throughout the week. But you can find more than just me, of course. (laughs) At Lanier Nursery and Gardens, you can browse through our wide selection of ornamental trees, glorious shrubs, and colorful perennials and annuals. And I want to thank all our listeners who have already made the trek to Lanier Nursery. It's been a pleasure to meet you and hear your gardening stories. We've got a wonderful crew of folks who are just itching to help you grow your best garden ever. So check out LanierNurseryGardens.com for more information and be sure to like us on Facebook and Instagram. Now let's get growing together. So today's show is about prioritization. Prioritization. I think prioritizing things in your gardening methods and whether it's a new planting space or you're prioritizing uh, your tasks that have to be done throughout the year, it's very important. Already we've talked about, you know, there's those three things that always take priority. Maybe even impediments sometimes to getting things done in our garden and landscape. That's time, labor, and budget. Those are the big three. Do we have enough time? Do we have the time? Do we have labor? What kind of labor? Are we going to have to pay for labor? What about budget? Do we have money? Is there cash there to spend on doing what we want to do? Those sometimes are impediment, but I know they have to be prioritized. Of course, that is for you to determine. But I have found that as I've walked through landscapes and talked to many people in their landscapes, helping them guide them to getting what they want to get done done, there's always these five steps that uh, really our thread, like I said before, they're a common uh, theme that I see, and that's uh, to prioritize getting new things done in your landscape. There's five steps that I found is to make your paths, define your beds, plant trees first, plant shrubs second, and plant perennials last if you have to. If you can't do it all at once, those following those five simple steps will help you uh, make clear defined areas, but also maximize growth in your planting. If you plant a tree later in your life, remember, 
if you plant a tree later in your life, you may not enjoy it um, as as long <laughs> as the next generation will. And so planting a tree today is better than planting a tree tomorrow because planting it sooner than later will get it up and growing. But I do have a few more thoughts, about three more thoughts on prioritization in the landscape. And some of these have to do with spaces around your landscape and some have to do with tasks and uh, things that will be happening in the landscape to help you prioritize. First of all, I want to talk about prioritizing zones, prioritizing zones. I started that discussion uh, probably last segment and really shouldn't have thrown it in, but it just came out. So prioritizing areas in your landscape. Remember, you have the final say what's most important. But if you have to come up with a list of reasons why this area is more important than that area, then do so. Because if you're, if it's very important to you to say, put up some quick screen, uh, you want a screen to fill in fast. As a matter of fact, I got a phone call the other day at the nursery uh, from a, a potential customer who's, oh, our neighbor, they're nice people, but they, their backyard is right next to ours. We have a pool and they're always outside. We're at the pool and they're just watching us. I'm like, well, it sounds a little creepy, but (laughs) that is very important to that site, to that homeowner that we get a screen in there that's going to grow fast. They may even want to start with bigger plants so that the bigger plants get up faster than a smaller plant would. And so prioritizing your, your area, if, if it's about curb appeal for you, if you say the front of my house, it's a beautiful house, but the front of the house just doesn't look that appealing. We've got weedy overgrowth here and weedy overgrowth there. That may be a high priority zone for you. Maybe vegetable gardens. Maybe you don't care what the curb appeal looks like. This is all your choice. Maybe you say, I just want to be able to go out in the backyard or side yard or wherever and go harvest my own vegetables whenever I'd like. That area is very important to me. So prioritizing the areas is going to be extremely important, but I can't do that for you. A landscaper can't do that for you. A garden designer can't do that for you. You've got to do that for you and make the determination on what areas are most important, what areas need to be prioritized above others. Now, what about prioritizing tasks in the landscape? You know, it's really less about prioritizing the tasks, but if you want to garden more simply, you probably need to work on a schedule, a gardening schedule, a gardening calendar throughout the year. Now, there are probably plenty. I know that we had references when I was in the horticulture school, but there are probably plenty online to get you jump started. And it may be something that we need to talk about in, in upcoming shows. But uh, prioritizing tasks to make your life simpler. For instance, weeding in the summer takes a lot of time. Weeding takes a lot of time. And we've already talked about weeds today. We've already talked about how mulch, mulching regularly, prioritizing mulching in the landscape, making sure you do that in late winter so that summer weeds are suppressed. That will give you a lot more time to be spending doing other things. Uh, But also things like pre-emergence, using pre-emergence. Now, there are chemical options for pre-emergence, and there are also uh, organic options for pre-emergence. But pre-emergent herbicides, herbicides, I don't ever remember, herbicides, if you will, they um, they are products kind of like mulch that helps suppress weeds, okay? These pre-emergents generally are selective. They're only going to kill uh, seeds, okay? What pre-emergents usually do is they suppress the process of a seed's germination. 
So as the seed starts cracking open and roots going down and stems going up, it stops that process. So it doesn't generally, just look on the label from whatever you're using, they don't generally cause a problem with your uh, existing plants. But uh, there's a lot we could talk about pre-emergence, but I do just want to say that prioritizing these tasks, doing things earlier in the year, putting down preventative measures, if you will, prioritizing preventative tasks will alleviate some of the pressure in the growth of the summer, the weedville of the summer, the diseaseville, the insect problem in the summer. Doing things early in the year, prioritizing those may help to alleviate some of the difficulties you have later on, the time-consuming difficulties you may have uh, in the growing season. Now, the last little bit of prioritization notes that I want to talk about is to prioritize construction. Okay, a lot of times people will bring me out to their or have me come out to their landscape. They don't usually drag me. Sometimes it feels like it, but they don't bring me out there. I go out to their landscape and they say, well, we want to go ahead and put in all these plants, but we're going to put a deck in and we're going to put an irrigation system in and we're going to put a patio and we're going to put in a, a, a nice pathway. Okay, so we've got to prioritize construction in the landscape. Any kind of hardscaping, whether it's patio decking, uh, pathways, even irrigation, you want to consider doing those construction projects or even painting the house. Painting the house. Let me tell you, anybody who's going to be near your planting beds, construction people, okay, construction people don't care if they step all over and crush all over your hydrangeas and your hostas. They don't care. They don't have their job is to paint. Their job is to build. Their job is to come in, destroy, repair, and, and correct, you know. And their feet, their workers, they'll crush your plants. So don't feel like you have to rush into a bunch of planting if you know you have construction going on. Because again, that will interfere with your budget. After you have planted and construction happens, you're going to have to replant. Because those construction folks are surely going to destroy, kill, uh, steal, whatever, your garden space. <laughs> so be sure that construction projects take priority before we start planting. That's one of the reasons why I mentioned making pathways before we even plant. Sometimes the simple process of digging a pathway, uh, putting down whatever kind of coverage you want, can damage some plants. And so doing any kind of construction work that you have, deck building, patio building, uh, maybe even some of the irrigation uh, systems and whatnot, all of those things are very important to get done before we start planting. Well, gang, I hope that today has been helpful for you because... It is important to prioritize things in the garden. It's also important to prioritize things in our life. So other than focusing on doing, 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 let's do some enjoying with our family, our loved ones. And for New Southern Garden and WRWH, this is Nathan Wilson, hoping you stay well and grow well. We'll see you next week. The air's getting thin now. Hey, thanks for joining us for this edition of Nathan Wilson's New Southern Garden Show. If you have a comment about today's program, you can reach out to Nathan by sending an email to grow at LanierNurseryGardens.com. Also get more information at NewSouthernGarden.com. Join us next Saturday on Local News Radio 93.9 FM and AM 1350 for Nathan Wilson's New Southern Garden Show.